Who never do for do? Yeah, wings with friends. Ah, wings with friends. You got to get the wings to be with the friends. Amanda, that's fascinating. Oh, thank you. Too bad we started it before you started recording. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome back to Wings with Friends. I'm your host, Mary Upchurch, and we are here at Barney's Beanery yeah. in Burbank with Amanda Cohen. Amanda, how are you? I am fabulous. How are you today? I'm full. You're full? You yeah. didn't eat that much. Oh, yeah, I did. It was all bread. I oh, mean, you you ate the bread. You filled up on bread, the cardinal it's sin. It's what my father told me not to do. I know. My mom told me the same thing. And this bread is pretzel. It's like, they're pretzel imagine sticks. A, a, yeah, they're pretzel roll sticks. Did oh, you just drop all I your... I dropped... You keep talking. Okay. Your Altoids are on the floor. I'm going to keep talking. So, um... We're here at Barney's Beanery, which is right around the corner from Flappers Comedy Club in Burbank. Uh, I am a comedian. I've been doing comedy for 15 years, not in a row. Uh, I did it for 11 years, and then I quit for 15, and then I started up again uh, about three and a half, four, what is it, 2020? Yeah, yeah it'll, be five, it'll be five years next October, so four and a half years ago I started up again. Where are you from originally? I'm originally from Amherst, Massachusetts, and uh, I started doing comedy out there in high school. And uh, then I went to the one monthly comedy open mic. <laughs> uh, this was in the late 80s. No, this is the early 80s, the very early 80s. So there was one open mic, and it was monthly. And let me tell you, everybody stayed to watch everybody else. Because, you know, there was nowhere else to be. And, we, you know, we, we got to be. Uh, and as far as I remember, I don't think we had a light. I think there was like a general idea of how long was enough time. Because I remember you would have to tell the host what your closing bit was. Oh, it's wow. Like, okay, when I start talking about my car, that means I'm closing. So you had to know your set times and all that. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was excellent practice, you know, for for just learning the concept of what five minutes is, yeah, you know. Nice. Well, that's so that fantastic. was useful. But that was uh, that was literally once a month, and then I went to college, and I went to college in Pittsburgh, and then we had weekly open mics, and that was a huge thing. And I was doing comedy through college, and then when I graduated, I had a horrible job, but I was able to do comedy. So I was actually, I was a, I was an MC on the road, which used to be a thing. Yeah. Back in, the, back in the day, children, uh, not every club had its own uh, comedians to host. Yeah. So, you know, they, they would, uh, you'd it go in. It was a in. job. It was a freaking job. So I would drive four hours and uh, check in the condo and then host show, maybe two. If I was lucky, it was two days. And you make 50 bucks for that. And, uh, and you drive home. And I did that quite a bit. Uh, and I was just starting to feature... When the the boom started drying up, all uh -huh. the one nighters started going away, and they stopped paying MCs. In fact, they. St oh wow, that's that's great. It's okay. <laughs> oh, that that server was like so sorry. She made that noise. It's okay. It's okay. My mom does that all the time, but she never apologizes. <laughs> it's because moms don't have to apologize. She's, she makes so moms. much noise when I'm talking to my dad oh my on God. the phone. But anyway, uh, you were talking about the dried up. So, so and, and then the clubs that did still have one-nighters stopped using MCs. So it was just like, you're going to feature, and then you introduce the headliner. Yeah. And, so you, and you had to go up cold. And if you were really lucky, some guy from the bar was like, uh, hey, we're having a comedy show, so uh, <laughs> uh, you want to come up? Okay. What's your name? Amanda's, okay, that's Amanda's going to do a comedy. And then you just do your show. And oh, so my god! I did a lot of that. Um, so, yeah, like I said, just starting to feature. And then what happened was I moved from Pittsburgh to Chicago uh, specifically to take classes at Second City. Oh, yeah. So I did the conservatory there, which was awesome. But I just couldn't keep up stand up at the same time. Yeah. And, and, and reasons, many reasons. Sure. So I did that. and It was great. And I did a lot of improv stuff in Chicago. Um, and uh, I believe it was Tina Fey who says... Improv is a warm, welcoming community for everybody until you're 28. 28? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
And uh, so that happened. And uh, I mean, I still did some shows with friends. And then um, uh, then a friend of mine who hosted burlesque shows invited me to, oh, or yeah. she, she produced burlesque shows. She invited me to host a couple. And I, and I told her, you know, it's like, I don't, I can't, I don't have an act anymore. I don't have any stand-up. And she says, don't worry about it. You'll just host. And I started having so much fun just picking up a microphone and yeah. doing the thing. And um, then I had an epiphany in September 2015. I drove from Chicago to Indianapolis to see Dana Gould. Because I, he now, backing up to that monthly open mic I used to do, I never saw him there at that mic. But he was in the area at the time because he went to a college in my town. He didn't graduate there, but for the, for the time he was there, he was doing shows in that area. And I, I knew I saw him at some point because he was, I was a fan as long, literally as long as I can remember. And I have no idea why. I just was. And, but I finally got to see his whole show, September 2015. And uh, it just it, it blew my mind. Nice. I was like, oh, I forgot what an art form this yeah. can be you know i just so about your yeah. burlesque though i want to back up to that. <laughs> yes that's how we met because yes. we were doing the underwear show at big pine comedy festival this last year uh, that actually is not burlesque in my i mean uh, i get it but yeah bur- yeah strictly speaking not I, burlesque yeah, yeah i know that's not burlesque but I, I did I not see, dance yes. um and, and I, you also didn't remove clothing and and also true. there wasn't a story Regarding moving the clothing. There's, it's a whole th- thing. Yeah, we it's were doing Great Exposure, which is a show where uh, the comedians perform in their underwear. Yeah, that was a, that was actually like my second underwear show that month. <laughs> so I had the whole outfit ready to go. And yeah. That's really cool. I um, I was asked to do that show about five minutes before it started. Oh, no. And so I said, hold on. Let me go check my underwear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have and to. I was like, were they... And I was kind of upset because if I had planned to do it, I would have brought something well, definitely cuter. Of course, yeah. Uh, but it was fun. People like really applaud your bravery <laughs> when you do that. Um, yeah. Like like everyone's so supportive, you know. Like well, I felt I, I mean, had a good time. People get really anxious. I know a lot of people. Oh, I never do an underwear show. It's like, well, then you're not gonna have fun. I mean, if if you can't try something with your act that's completely new and different and might destroy it, but you're willing to give it a shot. Yeah. I mean, I think that. I think that comics should have that flexibility. I mean, like, I can't imagine Mitch Hedberg doing an underwear show for the exposure, as it were. Um, but I think that as a young, growing comic, it's a really good experience. You know, I, I t- totally agree. And I um, I was hosting, and I did a couple minutes at the front, and I remember trying out a new joke that I thought was a little too dirty for, for my normal set. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, I think this will go over really well, half naked. And it did. And now it's like, it, it, now it's, it's not always in my act, but I yeah. at least I know it. So it was kind of cool. Yeah, to it's, it's, in your, it's in your repertoire. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think we all have a few jokes in our pocket that like, well, I'm not normally going to do this joke, but if, if another comedian brings up this topic, I yeah. can follow it up and go, hey, so-and-so was talking about this. Well, let me tell you this. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think yeah, I think we all have a few little what? tricks. So that was a good time. I had I had that was such a, a blast. really fun show. And also, I think when you're at a festival, and and this has always been my mantra, is like say yes. Oh you my know, gosh, like, I never turned down a show you know, at a you're festival. You're on yeah. two or three shows at the festival, but yep. like you could have a much bigger festival if you do all of the extra shows and the free shows. Oh, you I know, the I did at at Big Pine. I did. I think they gave me three shows, and I did the lip sync. Contest, yeah, and I great. did. I did a couple of the open mics. Yeah. You know, I I went to one thing that I thought was a seminar and turned out to be an open mic where they That's talk great. about that your act. I love and that then, one. Yeah, that was and and you know what? I remember doing something that didn't work very well, and they gave me very good advice, and then I just dropped the bit. <laughs> I couldn't make it work, you know. It's like, it's I think that's a good way to get a lot out of it. Um, oh, it was out great. Of a festival. Yeah. I that love was, That was, oh, am I going to uh, offend the other festivals if I say that was my favorite? Oh. I'm going to say it was among my favorite festivals. I So thank you for saying that. Um, <laughs> it, it is one that's near and dear to my heart. I do feel guilty when I say one is my favorite. I wait to the season of that festival. Right. So right now, whoever's got open submissions those right. are my favorites oh yeah <laughs> but uh no that's that's fantastic and it's a yeah, my, so my favorite festival is whichever one i just got into yeah exactly <laughs> exactly I'm waiting to hear back from some of you guys who really want to be there it's coming lot. up yeah 
So, okay, we're at Barney's Beanery. We we're are down at the Barney's street. Beanery. We're actually right next door to Flappers. Yeah, it's like right over there. Um, which, for me, this is really exciting because I was telling you that I've been listening to the Jackie and Lori podcast. <gasps> I know. I love them so hard. I do, too. Yeah. And, and Every like, woman in comedy should be listening to that podcast. You really and should. As a woman of roughly their age, I get a lot out of it. I love hearing them. Yeah. And, and you know, like, it, it also makes me face some realities. Like, I I have a 15-year gap in my career, so so I now have to face, like, the same discrimination that they face in age, but I ha- but I'm, I'm, as a comedian, I'm still younger, so it's weird. It's just very yeah. weird. But you yeah, start from where you're at, I guess, you know. Um. I did, you know, meet Jackie at Bird City two years ago, and I was on this kind of specialty show with her, but um, I think in that it was a Full House reunion, and she talked about it for a second on the podcast. I was like, Like the cast of Full House? No, well, we all played a character in the Full House reunion. Oh, I see. Okay. And um, okay. I uh, I played like an obsessed. I you came up with your own character, and okay. I came up with one that was an obsessed fan. And Jackie was um, like the lot security guard. And by the end of the sketch or scene that we did, yeah, she strong armed me off the stage. Awesome. It was really cool. Awesome. Um, but I didn't really get to hang out there too much. But um, yeah. it was fun. Um, so Barney's Beanery. Um, at first I was okay. Well, I gotta tell you guys. I said this to Amanda. I said. Uh, hey, we can go to Buffalo Wild Wings. We can go to Wingstop. Wingstop. Go to Hooters. They're all right here. And she goes, how about Barney's Beery? And I'm like, whatever you want. Uh, but they have some really good wings. These are, And I believe that these wings are baked. Okay. Tell me more. Well, um, Flappers does this. And uh, as, a, as a regular host of an open mic at Flappers, co-host, um, they don't pay you, but you get dinner. You know, to a certain extent, you That's can't great. order like, you know, the sure. big ones. But my favorite thing to order there is always the wings and their baked wings. And they, ha- they have buffalo and barbecue. Mm-hmm. That's it. And they're great. But um, that's the only two they have. And I've never had wings here, and I'm now seeing that I believe these also are baked wings because they're similar to those. I don't think, you know, they're You know not, what I think? I yeah. think they're baked and then they're fried. I think they fry them is to finish them Is that a thing? Oh. Yeah, we talk about a lot on this. Sometimes, um, sometimes they grill them, bake up, bake them, grill them, and then fry them. Like, oh uh, wow, you just cook it every single way. Yeah, like if you like a good crisp, you know. I like a good crisp, but I don't need like uh, like a, a Kentucky Fried coating, you know. Yes, and, and that's why I think these are just crispy enough because you can't get these, them yeah, this they, crispy with the bake. Perfect. These are great. We, yeah. we got three kinds. We got um, the the Barney's Sweet Honey. We need a menu. Barney's need a menu. sweet. There's a bunny, Barney's sweet honey. Uh, lemon pepper. Lemon pepper, and sesame. There's sesame's on it. I don't, we need a menu. No, this, You're right. What is that did one? Did you do a? We should have just got was the it menu. Sweet and spicy. Sweet and spicy. That's it. Oh, was this Barney's sweet glaze? I, I think this is Barney's sweet glaze. I honestly, I, I don't this know. One was Barney's sweet Here's the thing. I'm just a fan of sugar and meat together. Oh yeah. I just, it's it's it's. Bad. It's, good. it's well, it's good, but it's like bad for you. Yeah. And I'm currently like I'm off bread right now, but sugar, forget about it. Right. I can't. That's hard. You will pry sugar from my cold, dead, <laughs> diabetic hands. I quit sugar but, for a month and I felt amazing. Well, that's yeah. I, I fe- had so much energy. I always feel good, you know, when I try to quit it. Yeah. Um, but uh, it, it's like heroin. It's harder to quit than heroin. I've heard. I've heard somebody say if if sugar was invented today, it would be illegal. Uh, I've heard that about something else that wasn't sugar. Oh, what was it? Sex. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember, but I don't remember well, it being that's how sugar. Addicting, you know, maybe yeah. cigarettes or tobacco, nicotine, maybe. No, it was. Okay. I don't remember. Yeah, but I've heard that that expression. If it were invented today, it would be illegal because yeah, there's a lot of dangerous. Very Super dangerous stuff. So but yeah, sugar on wings is, is, you always got me with that. I like it. But yeah, these are like the perfect level of crispy and uh, the perfect level of like falling off the bone kind of a thing. They're not, but they're not like so, I'm using air quotes, juicy, i.e., you know, greasy, right. that it's literally falling off. Like right. there's, you, you got to put in a little effort to get the yeah. meat off. Do but you like the yummy. drummy or the flat? The what? So we call them drummies. Yeah. Or a flat, which is the actual wing. And there's a lot of different names for I've those. I've always, okay, what's the, how do they, are the, I always assumed these were little tiny drumsticks from little tiny legs. Is that? They are, the dr- that's a drummy. We call it a drummy. Right, or but a drumstick. Is, it, is it a leg or a wing? This is a wing. Yeah. 
I, that's a drumstick. Um, so there's like a ton of little legless chickens? Because they're so small. Because here's here's what I don't get. Wouldn't I, this be the other part if you put these two pieces together? That's... Is it, okay, because I've made wings at home because uh, I'm, I'm adventurous like that. Yeah. And uh, they always come out so good. I just like eat all four of them you know, or whatever. Do you eat so, them connected? Connected? Well, so oh, I yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's like butchered. one big uh, Z-shaped thing. Yeah, and then it's a... So and you I cut that in half. Oh, I that's... That's that part. Yeah. And that's the the wing. Oh my. And these are the wing of the chicken. All this time, I thought that the little and I leggy think the looking leg things. And is the actual drumstick that you would get oh like at KFC or Oh my god. Or the grocery store. Oh my god. It's okay. This is I was blowing they were my buffalo. mind. And I'm not even that much of an expert, even though I do have a wing podcast. So the wing. So it's two parts of the same wing. It's the wing. Yeah, we'll have to look it up. There's like the shoulder part. And then the I don't really want to think about it. I don't either, part, but no. that's... Well, you've heard of chicken fingers. Ah, okay. Ah. So let me ask you this. When you select a wing, do you select the wing, the uh, the flat? Yeah. Like, sometimes people call it the paddle. Yeah, so the, the uh, paddle or, or like the leggy. The drummy. Um, it depends really on the overall size. I like a big juicy piece of meat I can bite into and not hit any bone. So which one does that for you? It... It really depends. Like I've I've had uh, the flats that sometimes just big old meat. So but I've some, heard yeah, a lot of times it's the the little drummy drummy. Is that what it's drummy? It is? drummy? Yeah. I love this bite right here in the wing. Oh that yeah, first no, bite is that my favorite. The top of the wing, the yeah. flat part where it's a where that always frustrates me though because there's those two bones <laughs> together and there's there's good meat in there and you got to poke it out with your yep. If any of my friends are vegetarians and listening to this, I apologize, but... Well, there's different techniques. You can break yeah. the bone. You can take the bone out. Yep. You know, you can kind of get in there a little bit. Now, I, I, my, my method is to poke it with my finger and yeah. then just uh, grab it with my teeth. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> now, with the drummy, you're, you're, you risk hitting more of this whatever extra um, pieces. There's you know? a lot of um, cartilage. Is that, yeah. It's cart cartilage. It's like what you're, what's on your knee. Because it's a joint, you know. That's that's where that part met, met that part, and which you just learned. Which I just learned. So, but I know it's cartilage, and now it all is falling together. I get it now. Um, yeah, which is, and sometimes you can actually eat the cartilage. It's not too bad. Oh yeah, you know, I've been on this podcast with some people, some comedians who clean their wing down to the bone. Well, my my mom taught me to bite the end off, and it, you can tell if it's a good piece of chicken if the if the end of the bone is soft enough to eat and then oh. you eat some marrow i swear to god she taught me that but then one day i was doing that and she's like what are you doing i'm like i'm eating the marrow you taught me that i didn't teach you that <laughs> i swear to god you did and maybe my dad did i don't know but i'm pretty sure it was my mom that's funny i don't know what did i just do well, with my napkin the, that's the thing though too i think about i thought about wings is we all have kind of our ways that we eat them and it is, yeah and even the ways that we eat in general come from like how we're raised where we're yeah. raised yeah who raised us so it's I, I always find that fascinating oh yeah no everybody uh i mean everybody's food choices and food preferences come from how they were raised yeah like it's for cultural. instance i love peanut butter I haven't done much lately. Because what do you love? Peanut butter. Oh, okay. But I haven't done much lately because I'm off the bread thing. Yeah. For the most part. You know, I'll eat a noodle once in a while. But uh, but I can't, like, I can't exist unless I have a big thing of peanut butter in my home. Because growing up, my brother was allergic to peanut butter. So we never had it in the house. Yeah. I grew up without peanut butter. Yeah. You may, you send your donations to, <laughs> no. I mean, I remember going to camp and like peanut butter, make your own peanut butter and jelly was a thing. I love a PB&J. Yeah, but I made, I made sandwiches with peanut butter on both sides. Yeah. And people just looked at me and like, like we can't have this is that else. a peanut butter and peanut butter sandwich? I'm like, you don't understand. Oh, yeah. You don't know. Oh, uh, yeah. I still love peanut butter, but I don't. I love peanut uh, butter on an English muffin. Oh, that's good. I like that. I like that. Sometimes even butter first. And have, then have you ever had a fluffernutter? No, I've heard of okay. it. Tell I, us about I it. I think it's a New England thing. I've heard of this. Tell us about this because I want to know more and I want one. It's somewhere I was going to order it and I was like, don't order that. I wouldn't get it in a restaurant under any circumstances, but it's a thing you make yourself. And it's a to me, it like it is 
summer. I mean, it's like it's not a picnic unless there's fluffernutters. And that's basically what does it consist of? Uh, it's basically instead of peanut butter and jelly, it's peanut butter and marshmallow fluff. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're amazing and they're basically dessert. Um, but they're like, yeah, they were like, I just remember them from my childhood. And I, I, and a lot of people I find haven't even heard of them. I think it's either an East coast or a Midwest thing. And I feel like, well, I was on the East coast when I grew up learning about it. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know where it started. I what anybody did with marshmallow fluff. I didn't know what it was for. Why do you need it? I think it? you put it in, you can put it in fudge or on fudge. Well, I had this amazing Sunday once at a place uh, called Sugar Bowl in Scottsdale. And what they did was they took that yeah. and mixed it with nuts and maybe fudge. Okay. And kind of made a topping on top of oh, an ice cream sundae. That sounds and it really, was really good. good. So I just never knew what to do with it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's like when you're shopping for it, it's usually in with the the confectionaries. The, yeah, it's it's in with the baking stuff. Yeah. It's not uh, over. Well, although sometimes the marshmallows are in the baking stuff and not in the candy section, which is where I think they should be. Oh, okay. Um, think of Rice Krispie treats. That's yeah. That's what people buy them for. Well, I see. That's the thing. I think for for Rice Krispie treats, you're supposed to use real marshmallows, and I don't know if you can even do it with. I guess it would work with fluff. It's the same. I don't know. I guess yeah. I guess fluff is for people who don't feel like melting marshmallows. Or it's for it's for recipes. Yeah. Maybe yeah. like that salad, like an ambrosia, or like a. Oh, that to me is like the most horrible, disgusting thing eh, in the world. It looks cool. I don't think I've ever really had it. Oh God. Okay, so we're talking wings. Wings. You like the you like the drummy. I like, no, you I, like you where know what? you can get the biggest piece of meat. I like the one that has the biggest piece of meat. Yeah, okay. like sometimes I'll buy frozen ones, and the size ranges tremendously. And then it's like, okay, do I want the four little ones, or three big ones, or two big ones and two little ones? You know, I, I have like my wings too big. Huh? I don't like my wings too big. Or really? Too big. Oh, I like I them. This is a good size. Little tiny wing size. Yeah. Not tiny, but like they can't be too big because then. I don't know. It's not right. The flavors. I don't well, know. Well, then, it, then it's like the, the meat to skin ratio isn't as good as it normally would be. I mean, that's really good. Hello. This is our server. She has a T-shirt that says Feminist AF. I really love it. I don't know what the AF stands for. I can't imagine. But Speaking of marshmallow fluff, I also ordered some um, s'mores. You ordered the s'mores? Are you doing that? I'm ready. For the oh, my God. Whatever, yeah. And I'm watching. Probably one box. Yeah. Like, Amanda. um... Yeah, this and that, and those are yours. You're taking. Yeah, I can't take them. The, though, you can't. You're not taking the cheese, the no, cheese sticks. No. I can't. I'm in a hotel. Thanks. You're in a hotel. Oh, the hotel without a fridge. That's like, oh, the saddest thing on the road is I when. Mean, I yeah. have, I have a fridge and stuff. It's just I'm not. I'm leaving Sunday. I have stuff tomorrow. I'm not gonna eat it, and it's gonna stink up the room. I know. You know I sound I, like a big waster. No, no. I like. I never. I I always try to save food and bring it back to a hotel room if there's a fridge. I have never been aware of a smell smelling up the room because I have limited <laughs> limited sense of oh. smell from years of allergies. But also, this would be better if I had a f- I had, could refry it, too. Like well, that's, yeah. yeah. Can, so anyway. You could nuke um, it? I don't know. How many wings could you eat? Like, if you didn't have, um, right now, you've, you just had some dental work. So I had a little works. dental work done. I got some temporary crowns. But uh, if but it was, like, game on, I'm eating wings, how many could you eat? All of them. What's that's that number? Well, that's the thing. Do you ever, I saw a meme once on Facebook. It's like, you know, how much popcorn can you eat at the movies? And the answer is all of it. Because whatever is in front of you, you will just stuff it into your face until it's gone. Uh, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I'm like, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to get the $12 bucket of popcorn. Just, just treat myself. I'll never finish this. And then I finish it and I'm like, what the fuck have I just done? Oh, am I allowed to swear? Okay. What have I just... Oh, thank you. She's brought us luggage for the, for the leftovers. Thank, thank you. you. Um, so, like, like if, you were, if we were sitting down... I could literally them. eat them until they were gone. Okay. 24? Probably, yeah. This is, the, this is the problem I have, though, food-wise, is that I don't, the part of your brain that says you're done, uh, I'm missing that. And um, I, have, I have a real problem with portion control. Yeah. Like, I, like you have been amazingly, I mean, yes, bread, but you, like, to me, you've, like, 
nibbled at well, this. Well, I ate not that long ago, to be okay, honest. Okay. But I, I too, I do that. And there's a point. Um, I noticed there's a point after I start eating yeah. where I think brain and stomach haven't caught up and I get like a shark where I'm just like, yeah. You know, yeah. and then I start to slow down. But um, yeah. But yeah, I could. Um, like how many are we got 15 we got 15 and I've had I think one of each and oh you, yeah and you've had, had one of each yeah so there's now okay math is hard there's now um, nine wings left 12 Wait, one two three oh we got the 15 derp one two three four five three there's 12 wings left math is hard that's that's still an order we just that can't be right up. no 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 it's 15 minus six. Oh. there's there's nine Nine. We're the dumbest people on the planet. <laughs> I'm a comedian. I'm not well, a math major. I'm too pretty to do math. <laughs> oh my god. Um, um, yeah, there's nine wings left, and I could sit here and eat all of them. Yeah, I'm well, not gonna because I'd be sick and I have places to be. So, so that's how I feel too. And yeah, it's um, it's not. I, I'm not proud of it, but I'm I'm admitting it. I'm copping to it. I will <laughs> I will eat them until they are gone. Okay, or, fair enough. That's or one of our until I questions. like this is this is Jim Gaffigan has a whole bit about this. It's like. Um, or or was it another comedian whose name I don't want to? Anyway, there's somebody who talks about how, you know, going to a doctor and saying like, well, you know, do you stop eating when you're full? They say, no, I stop eating when I hate myself. <laughs> exactly. You know, I've done that. I've eaten until I've gone like, I'm going to die now. What was I thinking? Yeah. Um, so I could easily eat way too many. But if <laughs> I had to put on a number, I'd say a dozen. Yeah. You know? So, have, have, do you have any wing stories? Has anything interesting ever happened to you over a wing or a wing was present? A I find that it's a very social food. It's a, well, yeah, I mean, I think, uh, well, their wings have elevated to the level of pizza. I mean, it's now, it's like pizza wings, pizza wings, wings, pizza. Yeah. Um, like, I heard that, like, about the soup, the Super Bowl last weekend. It's like, it's like the biggest pizza delivery day of the year, but now it's also the biggest, now that people deliver wings, it's also the biggest wings delivery day of the yeah. year. Yeah. Um, because it's communal. I mean, I remember in yeah. college recognizing that that everybody loved pizza, not just because it's pizza, you know, but because everything else in college is just like you go to the cafeteria and you get your food. Or, you know, you go out to a restaurant and you get your food. But pizza has to be eaten family style. You have to get with your friends and take a slice from the box. Yeah. And it's, it's yeah, it's definitively... Uh, communal, uh, communal. Yeah. And, and I think in college there's kind of a, a want to a sort of a need to get back to a family dinner kind of a situation yeah. and I think wings do the same thing like this is an order of I don't think anyone comes in here and orders this tray of 15 uh. wings for themselves yeah it was exciting yeah. to like split up the flavors yeah. and then like mix and match they have mm -hmm. like five flavors here the ones we did not get are the buffalo and something called el diablo, el diablo. Yeah. <laughs> i do not want to eat el diablo yeah i did used to go to a uh, uh a rib festival in pittsburgh nice and there was one place that had a thing that they called thermonuclear ribs and you had to sign a waiver. Oh, my gosh. And it, it sounded like, oh, the waiver is in case I get sick. No, the waiver is in case you want your money back because it's inedible. You know, there's literally, like, p chili powder falling off of it. It's, it no. was legit inedible, you know. Yeah, I don't know why people like that. Okay, but I know wing some people, stories, wing stories. So yeah, anything happening where a wing cook, was present? I don't cook often, but um, I did decide just one day to try making wings, you know, some baked wings. And I didn't know about the splitting them up, so they were giant monster wings. Um, but yeah, I basically uh, I I tossed them with some flour, and then I like it. I, I dunked them in um, Sweet Baby Ray's barbecue sauce. Oh yeah! Shout out Sweet Baby Ray's. They're in Chicago. Uh, and then I did I did more than I, and I dunked them in barbecue, and I mean like submerged. Yeah. Not brushed. Fucking submerged. <laughs> Pull it out with a tongs, dripping, and put it on the thing. And they came out so good. Like I said, I, I just sat and ate them. And then I went home and showed my mom. Because my mom, my dad used to do most of the exciting cooking. My mom was more of utilitarian. Sure. Uh, and, and now she just, like, she just doesn't cook anymore. Why? Why would she? She's over it. Um, so when I go home, I like to cook a little if my dad doesn't feel like it. Uh, and I made these wings. And she, she was blown away. Like, these are so good. I'm like, that's because they're made with highly processed sauce that would ne you never would have allowed in this house when I was uh, growing up. Yeah. We never had stuff like that. Yeah, I hear that. It's, I mean, it's, it's mostly sugar, and it's so good, and it's all the chemicals. But 
chemicals are are tasty. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, that's funny. Do I have another wing story? I don't know. Um, I don't know. You know, one of my friends, her wing story was that she went to Eddie Murphy's Super Bowl party, and she talked about the food, and she mostly talked about Eddie Murphy, but, like, that was her wing story. But And, you know, it's... Um, Eddie Murphy's it's Super Bowl party. Oh, my God. That must have been... Not this year, but no, it no, was... No, 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 but whatever. I think any year of an Eddie Murphy Super Bowl party starting in 1982 would be pretty awesome. <laughs> I think she said, like, Louis Farrakhan was in the basement doing something. Oh like, there God. was celebrities there. There was... Um, and she she has... It was my friend August O'Neill, and it's yeah. an episode halfway through. But, oh, that's so um, cool. But, it, you know... But so you know, other people have been in a wing eating contest or like I've never an, been in a contest. You were supposed I, to think about this ahead of time. I, well, that's just it. And the all I came up with was the one I just told you, which yeah. is uh, my experience. I mean, I and I that's guess fair. That's valid. Yeah, I guess it, it really has to do with the fact that I don't really cook. I mean, or if I do cook, I come up with a thing that I like and I make it till I can never eat it again. Yeah. Like a couple of days ago. I made a I made an acorn squash. I don't want to brag, oh, but I, wow. I made an acorn squash, which is literally you cut it in half, put it in a dish with some water, and then it's in the oven for 35 minutes, and then you flip it over, do another 10 minutes, and and you eat it. That's it. You just eat it out of the thing. Yeah, I, I'm I don't I'm not into prep, so I suppose I suppose you could also cut it up and but no, I just eat it, scoop it out of it, throw a little butter and uh, cinnamon in there. It's quite fabulous. So um, when I was while I was doing that, I decided to take the seeds from that uh, from that acorn squash mm -hmm. and roast them like pumpkin seeds, right? Oh my and, gosh! And I burned them a little, but they were so good. And I'm like, and it occurred to me if I burn anything, it'll be crispy and delicious. Hmm. So I got some little uh, like a zucchini squash and a yellow squash, and I sliced them into like as thin as I could do with the knives that I had. You know, some of them were like paper thin, some were uh, cardboard, cardstock thin, you know, they were really thin. And I did the same thing. I just, I burned them a little bit. Yeah. And I, I thought, oh, I can eat these for a few days. I just scarfed them right up. Do you have a, um, do you have an air fryer? I do not. I don't have, I have no counter space. Oh. I'm in LA, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that's a neat device um, to like crisp up stuff. That's what I've heard. Um, yeah, I like, I like. I love the crispy things, but I c shouldn't do the fried things. That's why so people, that's why that got so popular. Anything, yeah, anything where I can bake it and get it crispy. Um, um, yeah, I, I literally bought four more squash yesterday to, oh, to, to slice them up again and see how crispy I can get them without burning them. So one of my friends made me wings to be on her podcast, and she baked them, and they came out very crispy. And mm -hmm. she said, baking powder. Or baking something. powder. That's what. Oh, oh my God. God! Look at this. I might have to get yeah, in on that. Look at that. Yeah. Look at we got four. Okay, so let's describe this. But baking um, powder made it crispy. That's yeah. I believe that. Okay. Okay. So what we have here is uh, it looks like the flame that you get on a poo poo platter. Yeah. And it's burning blue. It's a gel. It's I like think blue it's, gel. I think it's a sterno gel. It's burning blue, and it's on a tray with uh, ten marshmallows. Four Hershey bars and six or eight full-size uh, graham crackers and and, so and little skewers. We're gonna go camping with these marshmallows. Let's oh go ahead and hit my pause. God. Okay. Let's enjoy this. We'll pack this oh up and then God. when we come back, I want to hear more about your nobody's mom. Okay. <laughs> all right. Hang on there for just a second. So that was no time at all for you, but what you missed was oh my God. the best campfire ever. A teeny tiny little campfire in a stone bowl. And we made s'mores at the table. It was like civilized and stuff. Four chocolate bars. They gave and it, like, yeah, and all the all the marshmallows. We still have tons of marshmallows. Still, uh, uh, eight marshmallows left. Do you have a Do you have a candy bar? Left? I still have. Okay, put it in your purse. Put it in bun. your purse. I'll put it in the We're bag with the other out. leftover wings, man. Yeah. Yeah, nobody leaves hungry on my podcast. <laughs> uh, that was really fun, though. That's that like was weird. Yeah, that was new and exciting. I like that experience. blue goo. I was wondering how they were gonna light it. Yeah, the, it, I think it's Sterno. I think it's the stuff that you find in a can that's uh, yes. under a thing. Yeah. I've never seen it exposed, but I guess that's what but it looks like. But they do say, like, parental supervision. Yeah, they it, on the menu it says, yeah. But what I didn't realize is that it was like, it's a sharing thing. Yeah. 
Like you could easily. Oh, you thought it was like a dish. Yeah, I thought yeah, it was like okay. you, you, like they're going to give you a marshmallow and a candle and a, <laughs> and a graham cracker. I didn't realize it was like for four people. Yeah, yeah. it was for four people. This wasn't is it? definitely for four people. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> well, we didn't finish it. There's, no, no. If two people came along right now and went, "Ooh, s'mores," yeah. we could totally we could totally accommodate them. Yeah. Very and, happily. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell me a little bit about your comedy. Your thing is you're nobody's mom. Tell us more about that. Okay. So um, I knew when I was about 22 that I didn't want kids. It was when my, um, maybe a little older than that, maybe like 24, I don't know. Around then, my best friend from high school had just gotten married and she had her first kid. And my mom and I went to pay our respects, as you do. Right. And uh, she handed me this infant and I'm holding this infant and I realized at that moment like this is too much responsibility in a very small bundle and I you know I felt extremely anxious and I said at that moment mom I'm never having kids wow and then I handed the baby to my mom and she gave me the mom eyes and the poor planning on my part was that we had a 20 minute drive back and I she she just like what did you mean by that like I, I I, I don't want to have kids. I realize as I'm holding this baby, and I've always thought I didn't. Now yeah. I know for absolute sure I'm not interested in having a baby. It was just, and 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 there's other reasons, but the main one is I didn't. I just don't wanna. Yeah. I just don't wanna. And um, and now that I'm this age, you know, a lot of people. I'm I'm an age where a lot of people would have assumed I could theoretically be a grandma at this point. Uh-huh. Very healthily. Me too. Very healthily. Like mm-hmm. if I'd had a kid when I was uh, 30. She could easily be having a kid now, you know. Um, One of my best friends from middle school, she's a grandmother twice over. Oh, my God. She's 40. Oh, k- kill me. I'm I mean, she looks great. She has fun with her grandkids. No, <laughs> that's great. Good for her. Yeah. I mean, if you're into that, I'm just so not into that. Yeah. And it's not like I hate babies. I love babies when they're quiet and dry and clean. Uh, but when they start screaming and, and liquids come out of them. <laughs> I'm, I, so you've kind of turned that, I mean, that's kind of has so come into your I act. I talk about that in my set. I talk about how, uh, you know, well, a lot of my act is about not making assumptions. Mm-hmm. I like to call people out on making assumptions. Um, sometimes my opening is just to go out and say, thank you. Thank you very much. I am not a lesbian. Thank you. <laughs> because, I mean, I, I have definitely have a look. Um, and I'm, in fact, when I was in college, my best friend Carmel... Uh, told me because this was my hair in in high school and in college when I was doing comedy there my best friend Carmel said you know with your hair that short people think you're a lesbian so then when you start talking about boyfriends they get confused and uh, I couldn't argue with that so I grew my hair out long and I had it long for years and never had the proper salon thing going on so it was always just poofy and curly and <laughs> jufro-y and kind of shaped like a Christmas tree it was very unpleasant and then, um, and then in uh, 2008, I was on an episode of What Not to Wear. Oh, wow. And they talked me into straightening it and dyeing it. And that was in 2008. And I colored it for years by hand because I couldn't afford a real salon. And it looked terrible. And then finally, I, I was just like, you know what? I'm over this. Yeah. It's so much work. I don't care. I'm just going to let it grow out. But then I had this weird, like, long hair, the half gray, half. And I'm yeah. like, and then I just went and I just kind of had it cut shorter and shorter and shorter until I'm back to what I had in high school, which is my tiny little, I, I like, I, it's like um, talk show host, like, no, game show host hair, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's the like, more I stare at it, it's adorable. Yeah, like, I it's, love it. It's curly, fa- it's soft. It's curly. It's like, if I brush it out, it gets like wavy. And <laughs> I just had it cut a few days ago, so it's pretty short right now. But, but um, again, you know, so a lot of people make the assumptions. Um and uh, I mentioned in my act that I've never had kids and I'm proud of it. So, yeah. And because I'm proud of it, I had pins made that say nobody's mom. <laughs> right. And I sell them at shows. And, and a lot of times people are, and I have a whole bit that goes with it. And a lot of people come, oh, I'm nobody's mom. And my mom is bothering me to have kids. And, I don't know. and, uh, and you know, the, and they'll buy pins. And then people who are moms who are literally like, I don't want to deal with you for a day. <laughs> and they, then they've bought pins. So. Uh, so yeah, it's really, it's a fun thing. It's now, I guess it's my catchphrase as the kids say. Yeah, I love it. I, so that's my, I'm nobody's mom. Yeah. I, um, do you have a pin? I do not. 
Well, oh, we're going to fix that this oh. very second. Are you going to say it's $20 at the <laughs> end? <of> it? <laughs> yes, I'm going I'm to give you the pin and go. Oh, I'm glad you like it. Here's yours. Uh, so they're uh, three each, two for five. But uh, lady comics with no kids get them free. <laughs> Thank you. Um, if I can just find. I know they're in here. A, a while back, one of my friends, um, I, I was like, I don't know. You know, I don't, I don't know if I want kids. Yeah. And she goes, Mary, don't you think you would have known by now? That's and I was like, oh. Yeah, because our friends and stuff who, 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 if they don't have kids, they're like actively, you know, they're like, I, I really want them. They've, yeah. known, they've known forever. Yeah, some people want to be moms their whole lives. And yeah, that's never been me. And I wanted to be on stage my whole life, but never knew how to really pull it off. Yeah. Until I started stand-up at the, you know, when I was super duper young. Uh, you know, um, Tracy Ellis Ross... Do you yes. know her? The name is familiar, but I don't. I'm I'm face blind. Yeah, so. <laughs> I know. I'm I'm so sorry. That's my pet peeve when people ask me like I'm sorry directly yeah. on a podcast, and then I have to go no. Yeah, Tracy Ellis Ross. She is on. She's Diana Ross's daughter. Oh my! And she's on the show Blackish. Oh, um, good. You've, well, if you're face blind, you you wouldn't recognize her. But like, um, anyways, she's um, single. And she's got a yeah. some some different pieces out there talking about being sing- single. Yeah. And she said, "My life is mine." And I was See, like, Ooh. To, to me, I wouldn't. It wouldn't even occur to me to say that because, to me, that would be the default, you know. Well, and it was. I'm like, uh, I'm, I will admit, I am way too selfish to raise a child. Right. That comes down to that. And it was from a reaction of people always yeah. asking her, "When are you going to do this? When are you going to do this?" And and yeah. that was that. That was hey, part of it that really stuck hey with me. Hey, everybody, stop doing that. Uh, right? Stop asking anybody ever when they're going to have kids. I don't care if they're married, divorced, single, pregnant. Don't ask. Just don't ask. It's none of your business. None of your freaking business. Yeah, because I, I get a lot of, I mean, I'm not saying you're doing this, but yeah. why do you want to have kids? I was like, well, first of all, the main reason is none of your fucking business. Right, right, right. Um, but yeah, there's a, all the reasons to have kids, I have none of those. Yeah. None of them apply to me. I think that's good. I, lo- I, love, talking, I love talking to you for that reason because it's like. Thank you for understanding me. Oh, I yeah. Feel, I feel well, seen. I, mean, I feel seen. I feel the same way. Uh, I see you. But nobody bugs me about it, actually. Interesting. My well, parents you're, have you're never bugged me. You're young, though. You're young. Eh, well, I'm almost too... I don't, I don't think I could probably have kids now if I wanted to. You, well, Maybe. okay. The whole thing about the, the 35-year-old I'm cutoff... I'm 41 and a half. The real, the real cutoff is menopause. Yeah. Theoretically, you can get pregnant at any point up till then. Yes. It just gets harder, trickier, Yeah, after 35, dangerous. they call it a geriatric pregnancy. You're geriatric. Yeah, so I'm just not interested in that, but my parents yeah. have never bothered me about it. I think because You're very lucky. I think because they had so many kids. How many how many brothers and sisters do you have? Well, my my dad had four kids. My uh-huh. mom had three, and then they had me and, and got married. So they it's know a what story a story. Exactly. <laughs> of a lovely lady. Yes. And they know what a pain in the ass kids are <laughs> and not worth it. So they're like, no, just go do your comedy, Mary. Just go, you know. I love that your parents are that supportive. I mean, my, my parents have always been supportive. I had to get a job first, though, well, yeah, before they yeah. would be that supportive. No, my parents have always been supportive, but there's also, you know, like my mom kind of understood that I wanted to be a writer or a comedian or whatever the hell I was doing at the moment. Yeah. Um, but she always said, you know, you also you should really have a full-time job. You should have a full-time job. And I've, you know, I had a couple, you know, here and there. But um, a couple years ago, uh, my great aunt had a family reunion for her birthday from my mom's side of the family. And I learned that I am... Uh, Literally four generations of self-employed people on both sides. Ah. That's my, my, my dad, his dad, his dad, and his dad. So back to my great-great-grandparents on both sides, self-employed. Yeah. So I am like literally bred to not have a full-time job. So, But, I mean, my mom used to bother me about it. And I'm like, Mom, you're literally a studio potter for a living. <laughs> so, you know, my parents are artists. That's just how sure. I grew up. So, sure. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I came kind of... Cl- I had one job for two and a half years. That was the longest I was ever at a full-time job. And I remember very clearly one night being at the office late, doing some work, thinking, you know, I could I could see sticking this out and, you know, getting raises and having paid vacations and I have all these, you know, insurance. Like, I could maybe do this. I could be here in Chicago and do this. And literally the next day, my department was eliminated. Yep. For 40 of us. Boom. 
And that was the last full-time job I've ever had. Good for you. Everything since then has been freelance. Yeah. And the longest assignment that was, you know, full-time hours was maybe four months, six yeah. months. I just, I don't, I, I fear commitment, possibly. Right, right. I'm also not married and never have had any interest in that either, yeah. you know? So I just, I guess that's like, I've always been, I want to keep my options open, which sounds, yeah, sounds kind of lame but not at like, all you notice i did not commit to one wing flavor <laughs> it's like no we got to try at least three of these i'm the because same way right? what if that one wasn't good and i then i would be stuck with it you know absolutely wow i, I really did like i just <laughs> like solve everything with wings <laughs> for yourself yeah. probably you're like oh wow you're having all these epiphanies. i understand everything now. so that's fascinating i love your perspective perspective i know it comes through in your comedy oh, thank um you. what are you looking forward to in the next one to three years what are you looking forward to or what do you want if this was well, a grand vision board what do you what do you want the the thing about comedy is it's not so much about what you want as what you feel like you can get well, you know, no, like, I'm saying dare to dream, Amanda. Okay, like, what dare, do you want? daring to dream, you I would love to be, want. okay, if I could have whatever I want, Yeah. I want a headline for a living. There you go. I want a headline for a living. I want to, I want to be paid to fly places, you know, uh, and, and just be able to do my show without worrying about, oh, is it clean enough? Is it, you know, yeah. is it, does it fit the room? I want, I want to be where... They come to me. Yeah. You know, I, I, that's what it is. I want Put to be there. a draw. I want to be a draw. Put I want it to out be there. a draw. That's it. I want to be a draw. I want to be able to email everybody in in Phoenix and go, hey, Phoenix, I'm going to be there. And then they show up. Yeah. You know? Not all of them. Just not be crazy. All but, of them. Know. All of them. Okay, all of them. Yeah. Uh, but there's another thing I'm pursuing right now, which is uh, so my, my day job work is basically I'm a PowerPoint specialist. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it's again, it's all freelance and basically from home, uh, which is nice and convenient. But um, I I do a lot of PowerPoint training, you know. That's valuable. It's it's really fun, and uh, and every time I mean I haven't done it a lot, but every time I do, like I'll, you know I go to the company and I teach their people PowerPoint, and we have a great time and a lot of laughs, and they learn a lot. Um, and it's just really fun. So what I really want to do now is kind of develop a corporate gig where I talk about PowerPoint and and I would have a PowerPoint as part of it, but that wouldn't be the point of it. The point is would be just some of the crazy things I've seen people do in PowerPoint or here's an amazing thing I bet you didn't think you could do in PowerPoint uh, or um, here's a basic thing that if you knew this, you would save, you know, if you knew how to do this, I'd be out of a job most of the time. I love this idea. Right, so I want, so it'd be a funny PowerPoint presentation about PowerPoint but then I could package it with classes. So like, you know, okay, you can have the one hour talk or you can, and then you can add a three hour or six hours of training. Cause believe me, I can train, I can do six hours on PowerPoint easy. That's great. And the thing is, I love PowerPoint. I really, it's, it's almost scary how much I love it. That's really good. Are you good at Excel? Um, are you good at Excel? Um, I'm, I'm okay with it. Being it's, in the like corporate world, if you're good at one or both of those, it's like everybody bugs you for things. Well, here's the fun part. Uh, I'm very, I'm extremely good at PowerPoint. I'm very good at Word. I'm okay with Excel. Yeah. And I'm good with Photoshop and Illustrator Ooh. and InDesign. And uh, I, uh, there's not a lot of people who go both ways, Adobe right. and Office. Okay. So a lot of the gigs I do start out with, we have a designer, and he did this in InDesign, but we need it in PowerPoint. Oh, okay. And uh, so I basically translate, you know, and, and I know how to do it in a way that will make the file not so huge with giant high-res images. And, sure. And, you know, and then make it a template so that it's easy for them to design new, you know, to put in data and keep the form, that kind of thing. Okay, so we've got your wish. We've got your yeah. wish, and show, and so it shall you be. See, you, you started, um, you started me talking on PowerPoint. I, know, I honestly the fascinating keep going. world of yeah. PowerPoint. But I love the idea of a corporate show around it, and well, if that's your expertise. It's harder to age out of corporate gigs yeah. than clubs. I see. So, yeah. and, I, and I have some friends who do some corporate stuff, and... Um, and I always thought, like, oh, I could never do that. You have to be clean. But, the, I, but I realized I was focusing on corporate comedy shows. If I can sure. do something that's more useful, 
Yeah. Like, you know, useful and fun and something that almost every office has to deal with. Right. You know, it's like I don't have to worry about my subject being, you know, like I, I don't have to worry about are they going to like my abortion material? You know, right, it's just right, I, can, right. I will absolutely be on topic. So that's a, that's a fun thing I would love to do. I love it. And well, I want to write for TV and movies and also write jokes for people. Put it out there. <laughs> I want to do all of that. Good. Well, that's what I like to focus on on this podcast is just, um, you know, is your dreams and your hopes. And, and, and strangely enough, they come true. So um, wow. I've had the best. It's be- a magic podcast. It really is. Um, I've oh. had a really good time with you today. I've and I'm so full. I've got to go to a mic now. What are you going to do um, with these marshmallows? See, leaving these yeah. marshmallows. Hey, I can't be responsible for that. I know, but like to me, that's like well, our fire. Throw them in the bag. <laughs> I'm not throwing them in the bag. I need another bag. All right, um, Amanda Cohen, where can we find you? Um, okay, my website is amandacomedy.com. That's a m a n d a c o m e d y dot com. Uh, I'm on the Facebooks. Just look me up. Uh, there's a link on my website. I'm on the the Insta and the Twitter at Amanda Cohen 27, A-M-A-N-D-A-C-O-H-E-N 27, which is a Weird Al reference. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, um, I've got, I, I don't know when this is going to. A few weeks. A few weeks. Okay, where am I going? Oh, hey, look, I just got invited to a birthday party that I can't go to. Super <laughs> awesome. Yes, I never get invited to parties, and I just got one on my phone. Um, I'm in uh, April... I'm going to be, oh, actually, I'm going to be in Massachusetts on, uh, on Febu- uh, February 28th. Nice. And uh, then I uh, got some stuff locally I'm doing in, in, go to my website. It's all there. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so sorry, Boy, I'm Amanda. so prepared. I'm a freaking professional here is what I am. Well, we're just having a casual dinner here. Casual. Um, fantastic. Thank you so much, Amanda Cohen. Thank you for having me. You're super fun. <laughs> thanks. You guys, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on Wings with Friends. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.